A great weekend of NRL. We had controversy, injuries, so much to talk about that uh, sets up week two of the NRL final series. So, good morning. Anywhere, anytime. That's exactly it. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, listeners. Hope your Monday started well, lads. It has, and it has, and it's been a great weekend <laughs> for just all sport, and especially the NRL. But it was interesting. We've got two games that were pretty one-sided, in, uh, and I suppose it sort of sort of justified the, the table of the two top teams, yeah. but, but the other two were absolute belters, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who are the ones that get to these preliminary finals to take on the Broncos and the Panthers. Yeah, it's a good point you make, Danny. I think the glaring thing when you look at it, you're, you're thinking, you know, the first week, end of October, you think who's going to beat the Broncos and the Panthers to get there. That's the big thing. And, mm. you know, you look at, as you, as you mentioned, big, big winners, the Broncos, they sort of, the Melbourne Storm, you don't see them not score many, any points ever. So, you know, they were quite clinical, I thought, um, on the back of the, the little magician at number seven. It, it really belies, doesn't it? Whoever at South Sydney let this bloke go, and didn't want to sign a two-year contract, Ben Income. You'd line him up in the boardroom and just keep firing pellets at him. Because, you know, he's been amazing, Adam Reynolds. And mm. on the back of this pack, this Broncos pack, he just controls things beautifully for the side and then feeds these exciting youngsters out wide, you know. Your Reese Walsh's, your Farnsworth, your Stags, your Cobos, you know, like, oh, dear, oh, me. they got some points in them. And, you know, to be totally honest, if they, they want to keep throwing the kitchen sink, they might trouble the Panthers. So the the devastating part of that match, aside from the scoreline, and the Storm had a, a very tough night, but the loss of Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, a very nasty injury, and having missed so much of this year, it was so exciting to have him back, and we thought he might be the ace in the pack for the Storm in this final series. It was such a deflating evening on many fronts. Yeah, good point you make, mate. As I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, like having having Pappy back in the NRL is good. You know, you get, you get a feel-good situation, but... He's been rocked the, the kid the last couple of years, and it's um, obviously interesting. He's had surgery already. He had surgery uh, Saturday, so um, and I, a lot of pins have got into that ankle. So the best thing about it was, well, the best thing it wasn't a compound fracture, but um, that that was the best thing to come out of it. But yeah, he's going to have a long stint on the sidelines again, and of course we hear Xavier Coates. He's got an ankle injury as well, so yeah, they might be a little bit light on troops on um, a Friday night. Is there a way back then for them? We often write off the team that loses the qualifying final. We say, oh, no, they're, they're, uh, they're on a downward spiral, and so often they bounce back. Can they bounce back, Melbourne? They've done it so many times over their illustrious history under Craig Bellamy. You'd be a very brave man to say they couldn't bounce back this Melbourne storm. They'll, they'll, they'll work things out, mate. They've got a couple of blokes who've been running around in the Q Cup. Justin Ollum just springs to mind. He'll slip on. Well, I don't know what he's done wrong, Justin, but I think he'll be back and, and ready to go, and as I say, I think these, both these semis on the weekend, if I look at them now, I, I'd say it's a toss of a coin, bounce of a ball. So, yeah, it sets it up beautifully on the weekend. Uh, Panthers, far too good for the Warriors. Uh, at home, uh, and certainly now, uh, only one win away from another grand final. It'll be a fourth grand final in a row, and it'll be a third premiership in a row if they win it. Uh, they look like they're, they're charging towards the finish line, which is a real ominous sign for the rest of the competition. Yeah, I, I think just before this game was started, really, the loss of Sean Johnson uh, on Thursday afternoon, news came through that he wouldn't play. You, you add in Blake Metcalf as well, the sixth that hasn't been there the last couple of weeks. And, yeah, they've been great all through that run. Metcalf and Johnson have combined beautifully. But you're right, 
when it comes to this time of the year, what's that? Six in a row in finals footy they've won. It was 20 nil at half time. It was just clinical, wasn't it? And, and as you said, Jacob, they get to this time of the year and they just know what to do. They switch on. They're experienced. And I tell you what, they're good to watch too at the moment. And, and what we saw over the weekend was some magical performances by sevens. And I've already mentioned Reynolds, but geez, Nathan Cleary put on a show as well. All right, you talk about uh, this time of the year and knowing what to do well, and switch on. Um, the Roosters, were they? Uh, are we sort of giving them a little bit more credit now? I tell you what, the Sharks will be still thinking we blew that because they had three or four half opportunities. They didn't get it, but as as we said on Thursday, Dunny, when you think of the Roosters, you think of experience, don't you? And mate, backs to the wall. They lose to Waligi. He gets injured, and then Manu gets injured, and all of a sudden they just got a grind, and it came down to a 72nd minute with young Sam Walker, who probably got the points over Nico Hines, another, you know, clash of the sevens, and yeah, they're just, they're in the battle, you know, honestly, two months ago, we probably laughed if someone said, oh, the Roosters will make the eight, <laughs> go and visit someone, but they have, um, they've won first week of the finals, and, you know, who knows? And as Jacob said, they'll take on a Melbourne Storm side that, you know, might be a little bit deflated, but it does set it up beautifully. The two most, when you think of finals footy, I know Penrith the last few years, but then before that it was all the Roosters and the Storm. So, yeah, it sets it up beautifully. And, mate, as I said, Sharks, once again, just can't win finals footy. No, no, you, you pointed that out to us leading into this game and we mm. thought that Cronulla would get up at the Roosters, a famous victory to go through uh, to the second week of finals. Knights Raiders, this game had uh, more <laughs> points and it had everything, didn't it? I mean, there's, there's accusations. Uh, Jack Whiten reported for an alleged bite. So what's going on here, Sal? The Knights have beaten the Raiders, but what's going to be the fallout from this game? I'll tell you what. For, it's the first time they've ever played a finals game the Raiders and the Knights, mm. and didn't they put on a show? Extra time. We knew, oh, we knew, we knew this would happen, that Ricky's side, they'll come up, they'll be about. They led 16-6 at half-time, and then a bloke called, um, yeah, Caelan Ponga put his hand up and went bang. Just uh, got Dominic Young involved in the game down that right edge. You, you talk about the bite. I'm not getting involved. I'll let the, yeah, it, it's always a funny one. You don't really know. You, the bloke's going, oh, look at me arm. You know, the bottom line is we'll fall out the fallout. But at the end of the day, geez, they got a fright, didn't they? And it went to extra time. And I think that's where we all got tricked as well, lads. Because you automatically think golden point, don't you, in finals footy. And I was sitting with some people, and when Ponga kicked that penalty goal in the 88th minute, he goes, oh, that's it, it's over. Well, it wasn't. It was five minutes extra time. Then it becomes golden point. So I think we all got alerted to that as well because they had to play the extra two minutes where the Raiders really tried to ram home, but a mistake. And But a quality game of footy, five tries each, nothing separated except for that late penalty goal. Uh, the Newcastle, they, they've finished so well, so can they, can they maintain this rage that they've got? I mean, you know, as you say, Ponga, after half-time, I mean, it looked as though the Raiders were in control of the game and then they were able to, to take it and... And then they hang on at the end, but um, are they definite threats? I, I was thinking about that this morning, Wayne, and I was thinking maybe maybe that was the, the little blip on the radar that they needed. You know, they've been they really have been taking care of sides and rolling home nice. Things didn't go for them in the first half, but I tell you what, they're ten points down in a semi final half time, 
and they still grind away, grind away, of course, and led up until Tommy Starling scores with two minutes to go. So that's probably the big... I think Adam O'Brien, it was interesting. He's very honest, and I like what he said. He said, I'm not going to worry about missed tackles. I'm not going to worry about this. At the end of the day, we got up. So, mate, you've got to coach with a good attitude like that. Yeah. I think they will turn up. You know, they'll, they'll go to New Zealand next week. They know what's in front of them. The joint will be packed, and they won't be going to Newcastle. So, yeah, mate, I, I, I think wins like that probably galvanises the side, one. What about the Raiders? I mean, where they were at halftime, you thought, oh, they're going through to the second week of the finals, mm. and what an effort that would be. And in the end, they lose in the most heartbreaking circumstances. How do we reflect on the Raiders' season? You're right in the, the heartland there in Canberra. How their season been um, reviewed? How's the post-mortem today? Probably ugly. Mm. Um, but, but they've won ugly this year. I, I think, talking to some friends last night, and they, you know, at the end of the day, Ricky came out and he said, oh, I feel embarrassed. You know, we've made the eight. We probably don't deserve that's just Ricky just trying to pump up his side. But I, I personally think you have, you've only got to look at their points differential, which was horrendous, wasn't it? You know, rolling into the finals. It, you know, had them fourth last in the competition. But, mate, at the end of the day, you get there and you give yourself an opportunity. And they did. They presented themselves. But if I had to ask Wayne what's been the Achilles heel of the Canberra Raiders the last two years, he would say, what are you going to say, Wayne? Um, inconsistency. Um, Their second half. That's a, my next point. <laughs> I knew that. That is exactly. It was on the tip well, of his something, tongue. <laughs> but it's something you have brought up for the last two years. You go, so they lead at half time and they get run down. So, yeah. Mate, as you said, Jacob, 16-6. I always knew the Knights had come. And, and Ponga, you know, just took a while with that shoulder you saw. He, he was heavily strapped. You could see he, he had a fair bit of gear around it, so he had protected it, but it just took him a while to get his confidence, and then he went bang, as I said, with Dom Young down that right edge. Now, the two that won these elimination finals, are they genuine chances? Because sometimes we go that they've won, and, you know, like the Storm and the Warriors didn't play well against, what, two brilliant sides, and we always say, oh, the Roosters, you know, they're up against Storm, they, they, they're, they're in form, they'll beat them, but generally the, the, the latter doesn't lie. Are you seeing it that way? Yeah, I am, actually. Um, I, I think, as I said last week, I, I, I didn't think the Roosters would go through, but they're there. Um, the Roosters and the Storm, they're there. Who, what happens, we're not sure. Obviously, if, if whoever wins that game takes on Panthers, don't they? That's a tough task. If the Knights get through, this might be the only thing. If the Knights get through, geez, there'll be some points scored between the Knights and Broncos, won't they? Because mm. um, they'll throw the footy around both sides, so... Um, at this stage, mate, if I'm, you know, I've got the crystal ball out, I'm looking at a Panthers-Broncos grand final. Yeah, it's firming by the week. I certainly out of yeah. the first weekend of finals. So locally, a great weekend always is when you're involved in a grand final. Who were premiers and who were uh, lamenting as runners-up? Well, let's start at the first game. We'll go through that. It was uh, in the ladies' league tag, it was the North Beach Seagulls, 12 over South Perth, 4. So North Beach started the day nicely. I'll build it up beautifully, lads. In the third grade, the Calamunda Bulldogs took on the Rockingham Sharks. And Calamunda Bulldogs had plenty of bite in them on Saturday, 32 points to six. In the uh, Val Murphy Trophy, it was a magnificent first half from the Fremantle Roosters, and they got over South Perth 30 to 12. In the women's tackle, the Ellenbrook Rabbitohs have lost their crown. The June Love Giants finally... Win a grand final. I was talking to Caleb Reedy yesterday and 
it was a magic moment. He said they've been waiting for a while, Journal Up, and they got over 34-10. And now the first grade. What an absolute beauty this was, lads. I sat, I watched the whole game. It went from one end to the other. We were locked up again, Dunny. In a grand final, they went to Golden Point again. Mm. It was, I think it's three out of the last four years have gone to Golden Point in the NRLWA grand final. 18 all. And Cade McDonald, the Ron Hudson medal winner, kicks the field goal. North Beach Seagulls, 19 over the Fremantle Roosters, 18. What a heartbreaking way to lose. What a magnificent oh. way to win. The difference between one accurate kick at the end is all that separates the premiership and runners-up. Yeah, well, they just kept coming back, too. Freo, I mean, North Beach, they looks like Freo are going to bounce away. And then, you know, on the back, Cade McDonald had a blinder of the game, really did deserve the man of the match. He scored a wonderful individual try. So, looked a good crowd. We had the storm in the second half. It, it came down. I felt sorry for the boys calling it. Obviously, they forgot their umbrellas, lads. Um, you don't do that as a commentator, no. do you? Always bring your umbrella. Always be prepared. <laughs> but, but as I said, North Beach, great day. Uh, winning the ladies' league tag and the first grade and the June Love Giants in the women's premiership. And as I mentioned, how good to see Calamunda Bulldogs back and winning a premiership. Fantastic. Great weekend of, uh, of local NRLWA grand finals, and there might be a few sore heads at work today after some celebrating <laughs> over the weekend. So how was your weekend as well? Big weekend for you? Yeah, pretty big. Ducked out home to Leeton on Friday. Yeah, called the George Took grand final in Crookwell Saturday, and then we're the preliminary finals here in Canberra. So, yeah, no, it was a busy weekend of footy, but and it, I wouldn't have it any other way, lads. Footy never stops. So we'll chat to you later in the week. We'll preview these two semi-finals out of a, a huge first weekend. Stay safe, boys. Good on you, Sal. That's James Sully Sullivan joining us here on the show to recap the first week of the NRL finals. And we finish with a look there at uh, the local NRLWA premiership winners. And well done to all of those who tasted success, would have celebrated well, and commiserations to those who finished runners-up.